0: With, uh, with the season leading up to today, since today is Christmas Day. So we've been going through a series called Honest Advent. And the whole heart of the series has been to look at Advent with fresh eyes, specifically focusing on the vulnerability that Jesus went through and how this was a very real experience for both him, and for Mary, his mother, it was a a very real experience that um, sometimes gets glossed over uh, on the Christmas postcards and even like the nice uh, clean outlines of the coloring pages like I printed off in the bulletin for last night. That sometimes we forget that, wow, maybe Jesus was covered in goop (laughs) <laughs> that first Christmas and had to be cleaned off and, and was in swaddling clothes and was in this feeding trough and, and all of that. And so our first week, we talked about vulnerability. Our second week, we talked about love and how it was such an act of love that to truly connect with anyone, it takes risk for either somebody to love you back or not. And God took that risk for us in, uh, in coming in human form. Our third week, we talked about identity, specifically how... Uh, I'm not talking to you, Siri. Uh, my phone watch, here we go. Our third week, we talked about identity and how, specifically from John chapter 1, how Jesus being the Word made flesh, who is also mysteriously the light of the world and his light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it that his light Jesus his light as our creator brings definition and clarity to who we are to who he's created us to be um, our fourth week we talked about something else that was good uh, It was good. I can't remember. But it was last week. Um, Go online and (laughs) embodiment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, we talked about embodiment and how uh, we looked at the first part of the shepherd story and how uh, they embodied that experience. And that uh, Jesus was coming and they were going to get to experience firsthand um, uh, the Messiah, the Christ that they had been waiting for all these years. And last night at Christmas Eve, we celebrated the Christ candle, Jesus arriving, finally the, you know, the end of Advent when the arrival takes place and now we're left with um, both the glory and the mess of a baby's arrival. And so today, I don't have a slideshow presentation, I apologize, but today, um, the title for today's message is Participation. Participation, our passage is Luke chapter 2, 13 through 20. And the big idea that we're going to be exploring together is that spiritual truths cannot be fully known through observation, only by participation. Spiritual truths cannot be fully known through observation, only by participation. So I, I have a couple of uh, anecdotes and illustrations and ideas to kind of wrap our minds around this idea of participation before we jump into the passage. First is, um, there's that old saying, walk a mile in somebody's shoes. Um, I first officially learned it when I was in high school, when I was in my English class and we were supposed to read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, One of the famous images in that whole book was kind of as a bookend on either side of the book is this idea of walking in somebody's shoes that you don't really know what somebody's gone through until you've walked a mile in their shoes. (coughs) Which uh, is a nice saying, and I do believe it's true. Um, It makes it difficult because... The same is true the other way around, that sometimes you don't know what, other, uh, what I'm going through if you don't walk a mile in my shoes. And so there creates that empathy in that, that kind of participation. Um, when I was growing up, here's another anecdote. Hopefully it'll be funny. Here's my cue my trigger for you. Um, so when I was growing up, I was probably Maggie's age, maybe a little bit older. And my friend down the street had a dirt bike, and my parents wouldn't let me ride it. And that, that was okay and everything, but uh, one day my dad was sharing some old stories of when he was growing up and how uh, he grew up in Lebanon, Oregon, and <clears throat> a friend of his had just gotten a motorcycle, like, like a Honda, like from back in the 70s, where it was like, this little, little bike, but um, his friend had just got it, and they were hanging out, and everybody was wanting to ride this motorcycle. Well, the the guy who owned the bike was trying to coach my dad through. Okay, now this is this part. This is what you got to do. You got to, you know, press the the clutch or you got to you know, put this in and you got to put it into gear and you got to do all these things and then you got to turn this to give it, you know, to give it some gas and whatnot. And my dad ended up crashing into a fence. He's okay, <laughs> but, but my dad used this as an illustration to say you should really pay attention to what's, what people tell you. Um, and so I, I tucked that back in the back of my mind, in, in a file somewhere. And I think I was almost, I, it was the summer right before I was a senior in high school. This is the participation part. So I went over to a friend's house, we were playing music, and he had a dirt bike. Different friend. Um, uh, and he brought it out, and we were all like, gonna ride it. And so I, In that moment, I'm swearing to myself, Tim, don't do what your dad did. You need to pay attention to every word this guy's saying. But as he's telling me everything I'm supposed to do, I'm not thinking about what he's telling me to do. I'm like, "Uh uh uh-huh, 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 okay, cool. So I got the the basic mechanics of it down, I get on the bike, he had to start it for me because I I wasn't that coordinated to be able to do all that kind of stuff, but I, I knew enough to get to, to, to let out the clutch and to give it gas, but apparently I gave it too much gas. And so I did something apparently really impressive, and I did a wheelie. But the, the, the motorbike was going in the direction of a house. And so I, I'm like, you know, trying to, to control this bike and everything, and I go right up against it and I ride right up against the house. And I was fine, no broken bones or anything, just a bruised pride of that. But that's my negative example of how I participated in that kind of legacy of (coughs) having to learn for myself the importance of a process of dirt biking. Anyway, I digress. So I'll I'll save some of these others uh, maybe for later on down the line. so in our passage, there's these shepherds um, who are being told this news. And it's really an invitation to participate in this whole arrival story. And so if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Luke chapter 2, and we'll pick up in verse 13. So the angels just announced you'll find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And verse 13 says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told alright so in terms of participation the shepherds I, I, was, I was wrestling with everybody's participating in this story somehow how do we narrow this down we're just going to focus on the shepherds this morning how did the shepherds participate? First is that they participated through faith. The shepherds participated through faith. So the they go through this experience they're they're scared out of their minds cuz some angels show up and we don't know what they looked like but it was not it was just not normal for them at that time of night and everything but Angel said, fear not. I bring you good tidings of great joy. And they have this revelation of, wow, the Messiah is here. This is so great. And then the angel leaves after they sing this really great song. They leave. And they could have just chalked it up to, wow, that was weird. (laughs) That's never happened before. But that's not what they did. What they did was they said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go check this out for ourselves. And they had, all they had done was they had seen this revelation of a message from an angel sent by God to them. They had not actually seen Jesus yet. And so it took at least some measure of faith to say, okay, weird experience, now that's gone. And now I'm left to deal with it, how do I respond? I think I'm gonna go check it out. I think I'm gonna believe that what this angel said was true, and I'm going to go see for myself this baby embodying the Messiah. And so it took a measure of faith. And it took you know them actually not just observing it, not just seeing, but participating. so then in the second thing I see is that the shepherds participated through sharing the message they had received. So they go to Bethlehem. they, um, They see Jesus. That's amazing. And then they start telling everybody they know, hey, this angel came, told me about it. I went to Bethlehem. And I saw for myself, this is incredible. Jesus is here, the Savior is here, and they and everybody's marveling and wondering at, wow, this is amazing. What these guys are saying, it doesn't tell us that they thought, wow, what a what a load of stuff that they're trying to sell us. We, oh, these guys are just crazy. We don't know, and um, but they were really they marveled at this news that was being presented to them. And the third thing that I see is that the shepherds participated through carrying what they experienced back into their everyday lives. And so it says that they returned. So they went back to the fields, back into the margins where they were before, back to their job, back to the daily grind of what they do. And they took everything that they had experienced that day or that in that, that time window, they took all of that back into their everyday lives. They were glorifying God, they were praising God for everything that they had heard, everything that they had seen. So then this leads me to wonder about us. You know, how God is constantly speaking and reminding spiritual truths in our lives. Whether that's through situations and things that we go through, good or ill, right? He, he's reminding us of spiritual truths. He's there to guide us through. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us through. And on one hand, there, there's a certain level where we can... Observe the situation. We can observe the thing. And that's one level of knowing. It's something completely different than to, to participate in that moment. And so with the shepherds, they did it through faith, through sharing, through caring. For us, when God reveals something, is our first response to maybe step out in faith and say, God, maybe I don't understand <laughs> all of what you're trying to tell me through this, but I'll believe you. Okay. Maybe maybe you're reading in your Bible, and there's something that's really challenging, and you're like, God, that, that challenges me to my core. I don't know what to do with that. But I, I'm going to believe you because you're good and you're faithful, and you've proved yourself true time and time again. Okay. And so then maybe you go about your life trying to to live in light of that that challenge you know sharing the message that they'd received each and every one of you have experienced jesus for yourself in some way where jesus has met you personally not just in in you know a a community or some kind of bigger experience here but individual Jesus has met you and the gospel has touched your life in a way that it hasn't necessarily touched mine we all have something that God has given us that we can share with other people Um, that doesn't mean that they're always going to be like the folks in this story who are like wow that's amazing that's so profound sometimes they might just write you off and say no thank you But that's not our responsibility to determine that. All that we're supposed to do is just be faithful to share what God has given. And then carrying that experience into the everyday, times like Advent and times like just when we experience God, whether it's in a church season or it's in our everyday life, Experiencing God leads to transformation. That I am different today than I was yesterday. That there is maybe some, you know, greater growth that has happened. Some deeper experience where maybe I know God a little better than I did back then. And that's what we call, you know, process. That's what we call uh, progression and you know the journey of faith that hopefully um, along this journey that from the moment I said yes to Jesus to further on down the road, hopefully there 's going to be some kind of progress and closer walk with the Lord, and so carrying these kinds of experience like the shepherds did, where it really kind of captured their attention and their their focus and everything. Do we let that happen with these experiences in our lives? Um, And my encouragement to you would be to reflect on that and ask God the question, God, how do you want me to participate in your story? Because you have brought me salvation. You've brought me into this, this family, into this place of promise. And yet, how do I participate? And I, I'd be encouraged to hear what the Lord has to say. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> so, with that. Um, Let's pray.